following message is from Narrative Church, a Lutheran church located in Williamson County, Texas. For more information, go to www.narrative.church. Let's read scripture together. Our reading this morning comes from the book of John, some well-known verses, but would you read along with me? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. This is the word of the Lord. As we get started into the sermon this morning, what I want you to do is take a second Turn to the folks around you. I want you to talk about a special Christmas memory. I want you to pick one. There could be thousands that you have. But I want you to think. It could be from this year. It could be from many years ago. Whatever it is, take a second. Turn to the folks around you and just share. And you know, if you get through one, feel free to share a couple. I'm going to give you about four minutes to just turn to each other and share a special Christmas memory. All right, let's start coming back together. That was a little less than a minute, but we'll, we'll bring it back together. Uh, so what's, uh, feel free to just shout out what's a Christmas memory that was shared, or it might be yours. Chris, what was yours? That's right. That is a Christmas memory. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a Christmas you don't forget. That's a great Christmas memory. Christmas in Kandahar. Wow. <laughs> so, Paul and Becky had everyone sick but Paul one Christmas. So, as I can tell, these Christmas memories are going exactly where I had hoped they were going. What's yours, Wesley? You, this year... You put half your body in a hole because just as you do on Christmas, that classic bury yourself for Christmas. I understand. It's one of those old traditions. So I get it. Anyone else? Any Christmas memories? Maddie. It did count. Uh, no, that was, I do remember that one. That was, I was in high school. Obviously, I wasn't driving at 15. Um, I would have been just, I, it was, Yes. We, we did that. I remember that Christmas, and um, that was a memorable one. I had forgotten about it until you just mentioned it. Anybody else? Any Christmas memories? Oh, you mean like yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have some very um, pointed memories around Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, um, but one of them is uh, mom would always make cinnamon rolls. So that was her thing was she, um, she'd make cinnamon rolls for Christmas morning, but she would use that dough for a lot of different things. We'd have uh, little smoky sausages. She'd make kolaches with that dough. Uh, she'd make rolls for dinner with that dough. But it was, I mean, in the morning it was cinnamon rolls. And so that's something for me that I was like, oh, when I was leaving the house, I was like, mom, I want you to teach me how to make cinnamon rolls. And I have done, I've gotten better and better until like the last two times, which was over the summer, 
One morning, I was like, I'm gonna make cinnamon rolls. Surprise, Chelsea. I made rocks. I don't know how that happened. And then yesterday morning, I told Chelsea, I was like, hey, listen, well, we've had a lot of uh, DIY projects going on in the house. We've had a very busy December. So I said, listen, Christmas morning, sleep as late as you want. I'm, she's a night person. I'm a morning person. So that was the best Christmas gift I could give her. Um, so I was up early. I was just hanging out. But I knew, I was like, okay, you know, part of cinnamon rolls is you have to let the dough rest. So you got to let it, give it time to rise. And then you got to give it time to rise a second time after you've rolled it into the rolls. So I'm, you know, thinking, okay, I've set my time aside. So I go downstairs and I follow the recipe that I have now saved in my phone, but it's word for word from what my mom wrote off of how her mom did it. And it's an old Southern living recipe, but you know how grandmas and moms do. They've, you know, tweaked it and touched it up. So there are a couple things that I'm like, this doesn't help me. So it's like, scald the milk. Okay, <laughs> I know that means make it hot, but like, how hot am I making it? And I think up until this point, I've like gotten by somehow. But the last two times, I've just like second and like triple guessed myself. And so yesterday, I didn't know this was possible because the idea is you put all your wet ingredients together, you get your yeast going, you mix that in, and then you start adding your flour. So you end up with five and a half cups of flour-ish. Like, and this is where my grandma and mom come in. They go, okay, you add these two to start off, and then you keep adding two as those are mixed in. But then as you get towards the end, if you need a little more, add a little more. So it's always like five and a half is a suggestion, which in baking, unless you're, you know, very talented, not great. <laughs> if you're cooking something and you go, needs a little salt, easy, just toss in some salt. But like baking is science. And I had been like sciencing really well for a long time. But yesterday, I think I got to eight cups of flour. And I was like, this is still goop. I have no idea how I took my favorite Christmas memory. And I have made, like, from when I was a kid, it felt like gack. I don't, what's it called today that they make it on YouTube? Slime. Yeah. I mean, it was like I kept sticking things in it. There was one. We have one scraper that I think we got for our wedding, you know, a little like wood handle silicone scraper. And I stuck it in to scrape the pot, pulled it out, and it kept the silicone head. I was like, I think this is past saving. So I made a great dough that went right into the trash. And I text Chelsea, I go, hey, we're having breakfast tacos. Because <laughs> luckily we had leftovers from fajitas from the night before. But isn't that kind of how Christmas works sometimes is, you know, except for this group up here, which is only bad memories on Christmas. Um, you know, but we sometimes can look and say, okay, I'm in the Christmas spirit. I, I'm, I love the season. I'm a part of it. I'm excited. And now it's the 26th. It's like, shut it down. We did it. We made it. Okay, start on. Who's got their New Year's resolution started? We just blow past this fact of like, we've been in the season, we've been in the excitement, we've been trying to experience it, and all of a sudden we're past it. Now maybe you have some family gatherings, some friend gatherings coming up that'll extend it a little further. But sometimes it just makes me a little bit sad that I get on the other side of it and I go, wow, we just spent a month talking about everything and now it's gone. 
So what do we do with those Christmas memories, with that Christmas spirit, if you will, on the 26th, on Boxing Day? Which I don't technically know exactly what Boxing Day is. I either assume it's people fighting or like all their Amazon boxes are going to the trash. I know there's an actual reason for it, but we're on this side of it. I was thinking, what scripture do we want to read? What scripture? And at one point I had written down scripture, and this morning that written down scripture was gone. So Matt and I were sitting here this morning, he goes, I don't think we have scripture for this morning. I was sitting there thinking, I had written a sermon around something, and I just thought of John 3.16. Something we all probably know. 16 and 17, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And I love 17 goes, it's for the whole world. Not to condemn it, but to save it. The good news of Christmas is good news for us on Christmas Day, on the day after Christmas, and into the whole year. I don't have to do a lot of expounding past that except to say, Christ's child came for you. For God so loved you that he sent his son for you, not to condemn you, but to save you. The good news of Christmas is good news we can take into the whole year. That when the times are going good and you have a nice, warm cinnamon roll in your hand, God so loved the world that he sent his son for you. And in those times where you think, maybe another half a cup of flour will save it. For God so loved you. Whatever that translates to in your life. In the good times, in the memories, in the excitement, in the spirit of a season, Jesus came for you in the sadness, in the heartache, sometimes in our own sinfulness, Jesus came for you. We sing carols, we put up nativity scenes, we put up lights, we put up trees, we do all of it. Because over and over again we remember that Jesus came for us, that he so loved you. So what I want to do is just a little exercise that's goofy, but we're going to do it together. Whenever, I'm going to ask Jonathan to put that piece of scripture back on the screen. And we're going to read it together, but whenever you see world, I want you to put your name in there. So as we read, it would go something like this. For God so loved Ted, that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish. For God, okay, let's now, <laughs> that first world, the second world, don't put your name in there, that would just be weird. That Ted might be saved through him. So the first world, the second world, if you put it in the middle, it's just going to feel awkward. This whole exercise is going to backfire. But those first two, let's read together. For God so loved Ted that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. 
For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that Ted might be saved through him. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for this Christmas season. Remind us that you sent your son for us. Lord, that we may rejoice with him that we are saved and not condemned. It's in his name that we pray. Amen.